0: Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome back to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Dan Titus. We are here for our NFC South preview show, gambling preview show at that. This is episode 94 of Gambling Gold. Dan, how are you doing on this Tuesday, August 9th?
1: What up, dude? We're talking about the shittiest division in football here. So let's go. Uh, let's, let's get it.
0: <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about this division. Get in some shitty bets. This is the best part about the preseason NFL. Fuck your fantasy football shit. I'm trying to get season long bets down here, baby. I got it. a trip out to Vegas coming up in two weeks. We're going to go place all the rest of those bets that I need to be placed. All right, let's get to the NFC South odds. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 250 to win the division, New Orleans plus 310. Carolina plus 900, and Atlanta plus 3,500. The win totals for each team. Tampa Bay 11 and a half New Orleans at 8.5, Carolina 6.5, and, and Atlanta at 5. Playoff odds for each team in the NFC South. Tampa Bay minus 650 to be in, plus 450 to be out. New Orleans plus 125 and minus 155. Carolina plus 300 to be in, minus 500 to miss the playoffs. And Atlanta plus 800 to make the playoffs, minus 1,200 to miss the playoffs. Do any of those odds stand out to you and are any of those actionable and or are you interested in betting any of those numbers?
1: Um, Definitely not bucks minus 250 to win the division. Don't think there's a there's enough value there, even though, I mean, that's putting them somewhere in the 70 percent chance range. Um, I think that's certainly feasible, but I'm not spending that that juice for it. Um, Not interested actually in betting the Panthers. The Falcons or the Saints here, this is just an ugly division where there's definitely some some value in specific bets, but we can get, that, get to that once we talk about um, at a team level. But off top, not excited about any of those prices.
0: Okay, so Tampa Bay, obviously the clear runaway favorite in this division. If there's one team that could compete with them in this division, who do you think it would be? Or do you think it's just a matter of if Tom Brady's playing 17, we can scrape it and it doesn't matter? They're getting in the playoffs. They're going to win the division.
1: Yeah, I think I'm more so wondering who's the second best team in this division. Is it the Saints or is it the Panthers? Right now, Jameis Winston seemed to have avoided a serious injury. Looks like it's just a sprained ankle. So that's good for your comeback player of the year position right now. I know that you had him. Uh, uh, what, what number did you get him at originally?
0: Uh, I think I have like a plus a plus 1,000, something like that on there.
1: Yeah, so that's great. So I saw he just moved to the second odds on favorite behind Derrick Henry. He's at plus five fifty right now at, at at most books. So you got a good snag there. And being that he avoided serious injury, I think that there's some upside there. Um I have been looking into the Chris Olave market. I think him as offensive player go. of the year is certainly something that I can get behind if Jameis Wilson's if, if Jameis Winston is healthy. because um, we don't really know what we're gonna get out of Michael Thomas. And I think that, you know, with Alvin Kamara's situation. In flux, um, this team could be a passing offense, so I think there's definitely value at, at Chris Olave uh, to get offensive player of the year. And I think I'm seeing that at uh, plus was that plus 500 ish?
0: You mean offensive rookie of the year?
1: Offensive, rookie, offensive, offensive, rookie, offensive yeah.
0: player of the year. I'm like, holy, shit here we go. Uh, <laughs>
1: offensive rookie, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, offensive rookie of the year, he is the co favorite right now, plus 750 along with Brees That's Hall. Good. That's a DK. Uh, the number is moving because Kenny p- Pickett will. Conversation for another day, but he's at plus 900 right now. He, he's like the worst quarterback in the history of the world in camp right now. He looks very, very like string. <laughs> he can't get past Mason Rudolph, so that doesn't look good for him right now. But this is yeah. an NFC South podcast, not an AFC North podcast. So, uh, Olave at plus 750 makes a lot of sense, especially I think if Michael Thomas isn't going to be 100%. I'm a believer in Michael Thomas this year. I think that yeah. he'll get back, but I definitely see the lane for him to have success. And if Michael Thomas is 80% of what he was, and Jarvis Landry doesn't emerge or is not a favorite target of Winston. I can definitely see Olave seeing a lot of single coverage and having a lot of success. You've seen the videos of him in camp. He looks absolutely awesome. He's breaking down guys. He basically looks like he's got the uh, route running of Keenan Allen already as a rookie. So, pretty good sign. We saw what he did at Ohio State. I would not be surprised to see him uh, compete for NFL rookie of the year. So, uh, I'm wondering because you—it seems like you have a little interest in New Orleans here. Yeah. Are you gonna? Do you have another exacta on this division for us? Like you did.
1: Yeah. So there's an exact. There's an exact order. It's Tampa, New Orleans, Panthers, and then the Falcons. You can get that at plus one seventy-five. I mean, I think that that's probably the safest bet you can make. Part of me is also thinking like because I'm still trying to figure out who's going to be that second team to kind of emerge in this division. Um, if you flip the saints and the Panthers make the Panthers second to finish in this division. It's plus 400. So um, I think that those are going to be the top. It's between those three teams uh, to be the top three in this division. I don't have a lot of faith in the Falcons. I know at one point you did. Um, I did see that their, their win total moved to five. I'm out on that. Um, Don't know that I could buy four and a half was like kind of interesting, but yeah, over five, that just seems like a reach to me. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in football. And for that reason, that's why I'm betting it, man. They are going to be the worst team in football, plus 400. Um, fewest regular season wins this year. I got it on the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Oh man, hating on my boy Marcus Mariota makes me very sad. But if Desmond Ritter ends up starting, I get it because I don't believe in him that's the out, either. man.
1: Like, I don't know if 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 we're gonna see a full season of Mariota, like he could be solid. I don't know. Maybe this is back to Tennessee, Tennessee Mariota, but it's been some time since he's gotten the starting nod. Don't know if I can totally believe in this offense or defense, man. It's gonna be a lot of uh a lot of negative game scripts in terms of uh, them having to come back from from trailing from a lot of points. So not much upside here with the Atlanta Falcons, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. All right. So my predictions based on the math that I've done for the NFC South, uh, I have a uh, Tampa Bay at 11.3 wins, New Orleans at 9.2, Carolina at 6.4, Atlanta at 4.9. So pretty close in line with the win totals. Nothing super actionable, but I yeah. did have a bet – I, I had New Orleans, I have bet it twice, the over win totals, which is not usually I'm an under guy on when it comes to this, but I'll take the over win totals here. When it first came out in July, or the first time I saw it in July, it was at 7.5 at one book in Vegas, minus That's 140. So I bet that. And then I saw my uh, over 8, minus 120, and I also bet that. I think that they're pretty comfortable to get 9 here because I think they'll they, they have Tom Brady's number. I still think this defense is going to know what to do with with Brady and that Bucks offense. So let's say that they split there, they go 1 and 1. Then they have Carolina, which is probably 2 and 0, and Atlanta 2 and 0. So there's a good chance that they go 4 and 2 or 5 and 1 in this division. As long as James Winston is healthy, I think that they'll be fine enough on offense. I'm not worried about the Alvin Kamara suspension, which is something that we can also get into. I think Michael Thomas is going to get back like that defense. So I'm high higher on New Orleans. Uh, then probably the market is. I think that nine is a fair floor for them. Um, Let me talk about everybody's strength of schedule for a second in this division. And then we'll get into some other questions and bets that we have. So strength of schedule in this division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the seventh easiest schedule in the NFL comparing win totals across the league. So basically expected uh, Vegas totals. Uh, New Orleans has the ninth easiest. Carolina has the 14th easiest and Atlanta has the 10th hardest. So Tampa Bay and new Orleans really get a break here. Uh, Both 10th, Top 10 easiest schedules in the NFL. So Tampa Bay probably gets juiced up maybe from my prediction of 11.3 based on how many points I project them to score and give up. Maybe they go up to 12. New Orleans, I had it like, what did I say, like 9.2, something like that. Maybe they get yeah, up like to 10, 10 yeah. something like that. Um, so I think that the strength of schedule certainly helps out Tampa Bay and New Orleans here. Let's jump into biggest questions for each team. Uh, let's start with Tampa Bay. Is this Tom Brady's final ride? And can the offensive line hold up that has been decimated between free agency and injuries? Uh, For me, those are the two biggest questions. Because I I always get scared when a player retires and then comes back. Look, I know it's Brady. He's an unprecedented type of figure. But if he was really on his way out at the end of last year, and now he's like, no, I want to come back, that scares me a little bit. And then you have, you lost two offensive linemen. Yes, you have Tristan Wurst, who's one of the best O-linemen. Then you lose Ryan Jensen on top of it. The center is going to be out for most of the season, if not the entire season. They got a big issue, and they don't have a lot of running backs that they can just depend on at this point. Chris Godwin may be back for week one, but probably going to be injured a little bit. Julio, we've talked about ad nauseum at this point. He's he's washed, but we're a little bit higher on him. Russell Gage, they lose Gronk. Like This is not the Tampa Bay team of two years ago that was stacked in every position. They definitely have issues.
1: They have issues, but not enough issues that I'm concerned about it. They're going to be a 10-win team. They're going to run away with this division. You still have Tom Brady, even though he came out of retirement and has to come back. He just loads up with Julio Jones. Chris Godwin, all reports are that he's progressing well in his rehab, so you could see him by midseason, uh, maybe sooner. I think Mike Evans continues to be one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. Eight straight seasons with 1,000 yards. Pretty much guaranteed to get double-digit touchdowns at this point. Um, not not afraid about the not, – not concerned about the running back room either. Looks like Lenny's back in shape again. They drafted Rashad White. Um, who looks like a very good pass catching back. I don't think this offense really misses a beat. Um, The offensive line is certainly a concern, but when you have Tom Brady at quarterback, I think he'll figure out how to get the ball out quickly um, and not fall victim to that many sacks and continue to push the ball down the field, Um, especially as they're waiting to get, you know, guys like Chris Godwin back. They got weapons. Russell Gage is still there. Um, I know from a fantasy perspective, that might be a downgrade a bit with Julio in town, but, He's got weapons at his disposal, so I can't I can't bet against Tom Brady right now unless it's a season-long passing prop um, that I know you are you are fading. But, yeah, yeah as so, a team, this squad's going to be tough.
0: So my bets on the Bucks thus far this year, uh, let's see. Tom Brady, under 4,650 and a half passing yards. We've been over that on three different podcasts. I'm not going to go into it. Just take the under. Uh, and then Leonard Fournette, under 775 and a half rushing yards this season. That's available at Fanduel. I, Ooh, I, believe Rashad, be I believe that Rashad. I believe that Rashad White's going to end up taking this job. I think it's going to be early. I do not believe in Leonard Fournette's ability to stay healthy this season. Look, Woo! he can get he can get into shape as much as he wants. The guy still weighed two hundred and sixty five pounds on that five eleven frame or six foot frame. He's a big uh, boy. Two weeks ago, look, these guys wear down, and Fournette's had two really really big seasons back to back where he's been utilized heavily. He was utilized very heavily early on in his career with the Jaguars. At some point, you got to pay the Piper on this thing. And I think that's for seven, you know, almost eight hundred yards rushing this year. I don't see it happening. And I don't like that offensive line. I don't think they're gonna run the ball all that effectively. I think it's gonna be a lot of dump off passes from Brady. So yep. He could have a lot of I mean, he could still have you know fifteen hundred total yards this season, but he still has to get eight hundred rushing. I do not yeah. see that happening this season. So those are my two bets on the Buccaneers right now.
1: Uh, that's those are good bets, man. I don't really have my, many bets on the Bucks this, this season, at least not yet, just because yeah, I'm not super thrilled about any particular player. Um, I was eyeing Mike Evans uh touchdown prop that's currently sitting at uh I believe eight and a half. Um uh, or is it nine and a half? Oh sorry, it's ten and a half. Ooh, that is uh that's steep. Spicy. I mean, I get it. Thirteen and fourteen touchdowns in the first two seasons with the Bucks. So I get why they set it that high, but part of me actually leans that under. Um, with so many other mouths to feed, maybe we see Julio Jones actually get into the end zone for a change um, in his career. So <laughs> I said uh, maybe... that.
0: Eight touchdowns, yeah. baby.
1: <laughs> so if that comes, if he gets eight touchdowns, you still got Russell Gage there, other mouths feed. I mean, I could see a little regression coming from Mike Evans. 13, 14 touchdowns, that's that's tough to replicate again in thir- in, in the third season. So um, 10 and a half, I'm, I'm think, I think I'm going to take that under, actually.
0: I don't hate it, although all he does is sc- – He has a 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns every (laughs) single season. So kind of tough to bet on it, but I do agree that number is probably a little high. He's probably due for a little touchdown regression this season. Let's move over to New Orleans. Uh, My biggest question, new coach, Dennis Allen, what does this team look like without Sean Payton? The last time that the Saints didn't have Sean Payton as head coach was pre-Hurricane Katrina. So it's been a long fucking time. Um, And then I guess, is Jameis the guy or is their quarterback going to get the sort of play that they got under sean payton now and is this going to look like a similar team just because they put their defensive coordinator in charge or you know does this look a lot different is this not the same that we've become accustomed to for the last 15 years
1: it's going to be interesting because i think we saw a conservative Jameis winston for the better part before he tours acl i think this is going to be a second time in the offense cerebral cerebral wise he should know the system pretty good pretty well um with all those weapons bringing in Jarvis Landry, you get Michael Thomas back, you draft Chris Olave. Sure, you might miss Alvin Kamara for a number of games, but you still do have a veteran in Mark Ingram there. I don't really see that they're going to be that much off of what they were last year. And they were a winning team before Jameis Winston went down, before they went to the Taysom Hill uh, fiasco that that was. So, you know, I think the squad could be solid. Um, but I I'm a little less high on them for the season total. Right now, their their season went to in at eight and a half. Um, I'm going to take the under on that, minus 125. Um, Division-wise, I think that they should be fine. It's the other matchups that I have more concern with. Um, And and I think this is going to be the testament of, you know, if Jameis does get them to over, you know, nine wins, around nine, ten wins, he will be comeback player of the year. Um, Just have my doubts of whether he's going to see it through. Um, He's already beat up a little bit. We're not having Alvin Kamara there. You know, this may look a little bit different initially, and, and that might that might uh, downgrade his his possibilities early on. But if they catch steam, uh, I think James is certainly the one that's going to lead them this way. So um, see some upside there in terms of his long term value. But um, for the t- for the team total, I'm taking the under eight and a half.
0: Fair enough. We are on different sides of that. I think that I'm a little bit higher, partially based on the schedule, partially based on the division, partially that I yeah. think that they're going to do everything that they can. This year to in, ensure that Sean Payton's coaching style, at least offensively, continues through. And I, and yeah. part of it is, I think the Michael Thomas is really going to be healthy. And the Alvin Kamara suspension thing will not happen until next year. So I'll, I'll get into this a little bit. That
1: That would be huge. That would definitely Im- impact that win total for sure.
0: So his court case is now delayed until October, right? And it's felony charges right now, I believe. So it actually yeah. has to go to trial unless anything's negotiated. I can guarantee you that his lawyer is going to do everything in his power not to settle anything during the course of the regular season. So if there's nothing done during the course of the regular season, the NFL is not going to suspend him at all unless the court case is settled. Right. So uh, I don't think this turns into a Deshaun Watson situation where he sits out the year. That's not going to happen. I think he fully plays the entire season if you know if, if he's healthy enough to do it, but I think that you look for something like next February, next March, for this to get either settled out of court or settled in court. So Kamara, I expect to play the entire season, which is why if you can find his props available anywhere, they're pretty much not anywhere. But if if they do come up, bet the overs if the numbers indicate that he's going to be suspended or miss some games this season. I don't know if that's going to become available, but if it is, I can promise you, go bet it. The other bets that I love for the Saints this season, we talked about Jameis Winston, we talked about the overs that I like, Michael Thomas, over 800 and a half receiving yards and over 70.5 receptions. Those, those are both absolute locks to me if I believe that Michael Thomas is going to be himself. And I think that he's going to be 80% of himself this season. I think that Jameis Winston will target him heavily within the offense. And I think MT is going to do his thing. If he's back and he's 80%, those numbers are really, really far short of what he's capable of. So I would bet on him right now. People are still worried about his injury. He's come back to camp. He's looked fine. I would go bet those numbers right now before they get steamed up because they will very, very quickly. Uh, So those are all my bets on the New Orleans Saints.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was over 1,100 yards in the first four seasons of his career um, and definitely eclipsed uh, 70-plus receptions in three out of those. uh, Yeah, three out of five of his first season. uh, Three out of his five first season. So um, Michael Thomas, bounce-back candidate. I like it. Just I don't I don't know if I can pull the trigger yet, man. I gotta I gotta see that. That might be something that I try to adjust in midseason.
0: I understand because people are concerned obviously about the injury and how long it's taken him yeah. to get back. But what I'm saying is bet that number now. It, yeah. Well, I'm saying that he's back, but that may be more of a personal opinion than anything else. But I can guarantee you, if you think he's going to play a full season, even if he's not 100 percent if he's 80%, yeah. right? Those numbers are still hilariously low. Yeah, so if you think he's
1: being 1100s is floor, like 100%. Yeah, when he's exactly. even playing – yeah, if he's playing exactly. the majority of the games, like he's going to get the yardage
0: for sure. So if you think he's going to play week one, and I think that the general expectation is he will be available week one for the Saints, go bet that number right now because there's great value on that happening. All right, let's move over to the Carolina Panthers here, plus 900 to win the division. I guess my question is, can Matt Rule save his job with Baker <laughs> Mayfield?
1: That's it. Dude, I'm wondering – Matt Rule might be in contention for first – First, uh, First coach, coach fired, fired at this point, there you go because like, he's he just doesn't say any of the right things you know for last year it was jay-z this year he doesn't like Td celebrations or none of that has no idea what's going on in in the uh in black fraternity life so yeah he's a clown um can baker survive i don't know but we talked about it earlier my, one of my best bets is baker mayfield under 22 and a half touchdowns um, this this is just a system that doesn't afford a lot of touchdown passes for the quarterbacks. You have a healthy CMC, it might help you a little bit in the pass game, but you know there's going to be rushing TDs to go around there. Um, Maybe we see DJ Moore actually get in the end zone more than five times here, no. but I, I can't bank on I can't bank on Baker Mayfield to be there the whole season. Sam Darnold is still there. If he falters at all, they're going to turn to the next guy, and they drafted a quarterback in Matt Cor- Corral. So I don't know. This Panthers team is confusing. I think it really all hinges. Their season hinges on, will CMC stay healthy or not? That's what you're betting on. And uh, a cool prop, DJ Moore over 1, uh, 1,099 yard, 99 and a half yards, and CMC over 999 and a half rushing yards for plus 330. So if you think CMC is going to remain healthy, DJ Moore is pretty much a lock for 1000 uh, 1100 yards. Um awesome. dude, oh, he's like pretty much Julio Jones at this point. Never scores touchdowns but always does the work uh between the seams. So, um like the value on that if you assume that CMC is going to be healthy.
0: All right. Uh I do not think that he's going to be healthy. So <laughs> that's one of the best that I'm about get to get that out of the way. To. It's going to be uh Christian McCaffrey under 1595 and a half total yards and under 900.5 rushing yards. A guy that's injured stays injured. Fade Christian McCaffrey. Look, in fantasy, I get it. I took him personally in the FSGA draft at number four overall because he's value. Four. It was a great yeah. value. But I would bet on him once again getting injured this season. So 1,000, <laughs> what did I say? 1,595 and a half. Give me
1: jinxing your season in the preseason, bro. Come on. Have some faith.
0: Hey, you know what? My first round pick lasted longer than last year because last year I had Cam Akers True. who went out two <laughs> weeks True. after. I, so <laughs> nice. I, I will certainly take what I am getting from uh, Christian McCaffrey at this so, point. No,
1: anytime Jason Gold mentions the first RB off the board, fade him in all things because it's it's not looking good in the last few Ab- years.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree with that anymore. Um are there any interesting fantasy players on the Carolina Panthers that you want to target perhaps late in the draft?
1: No. <laughs> not not no. really. And the only Carolina Panthers that I'd be drafting confidently is DJ Moore at this point.
0: Fair enough. Uh, the other only guy at the end that I'm kind of maybe interested in, like way late, would be Terrace Marshall. Just because I think that Robbie Anderson, he's talked to himself into such a corner. I don't know if he's going to be a part of their <laughs> offense or their team. True. But it's sort of the team, like – he could easily Fair. be a training camp cut, cut at this point. So maybe Marshall comes out. We know that Baker tends to like his bigger receiver because he's really terrible at hitting. Like, that's my concern with B- DJ Moore. We saw what Baker did. So Odell's like, what, 5'11, six foot maybe? Yeah, about the same Jar- frame. Jarvis is like 5'10 ish. So these shorter receivers, and Baker just tends to air my own. Where he has been successful, so, you know, he brought a.
1: The Donovan Peabody. Like, exactly. World.
0: Exactly. So. Maybe there's more value. Maybe he's going to be like, oh, Terrace is 6'4". He had success at LSU. We predicted last year as a second round pick that he was going to have a breakout season. Okay, he didn't. Guess what? He was with Sam Darnold. Maybe this year it looks a little bit different uh, with Baker Mayfield. So he's the guy that I would target like probably deeper drafts, um, but certainly one to keep an eye on because I think that he has a potential breakout with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think that's fair uh let's move over to the sad atlanta falcons who are interesting and also terrible at the same time uh don't quite know what to make of them my atl question is so homerish i'm not even going to ask it
1: um how great can marcus Mariota be
0: no it was the, the question on my sheet is redemption for marcus Mariota? question mark uh or full rebuild so it's likely a full rebuild yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with some of their younger players, at least offensively. The defense is going to be—they have Terrell, so they, they'll be like bottom third of the league uh, on defense. Yeah. the offense is not the exactly. part where I, I'm interested to see what happens. The offensive line, not good. Mariota, you can think whatever you want about him. I think he's the best quarterback in the.
1: At least, at, at least he's mobile. He has that going for him. So
0: he well as a fantasy option, especially in superflex, as a, if he stays healthy. He's going to rush for like 500 plus yards this season. So he's certainly interesting from that perspective. Sure. Can he be an effective quarterback enough to support Drake London and Kyle Pitts and I don't know, Brian Edwards or whoever their third receiver ends up being? Uh, That'll be. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other point that I have on here is rookie of the year. I've said this on a podcast before plus 5,000, Tyler Algier. I don't know if Cordell Patterson is going to end up being the running back that he was. Last season, he might be used more as a weapon, as a wide receiver. So Algier might end up winning the starting running back job. And, you know, we've seen what uh, Arthur Smith did in Tennessee with his run game. He certainly knows how to put together a run game. Look, Algier is in no no way near Derrick Henry. But can he put together an effective running game? Absolutely. He did it with Cordell Patterson last year. So he can do it with a real bruising running back. And if they go heavily on their run game, they can shorten these games and maybe they become more competitive instead of trying to outfire everybody so i'm interested in that and i think that a plus plus five thousand, uh, Algier maybe may be worth a flyer
1: yeah i think that's my concern is the game script um i do i do think that Mariota has the opportunity to put up some decent stats because they're going to be playing from behind i do like tyler algier as a late fantasy sleeper i think he's somebody that could emerge certainly in that backfield limited competition damian williams uh Patterson is going to be used, you know, one of those D- deep hybrid roles, so you don't you don't expect him to get a ton of carries. Um so I, I think he could definitely emerge. Now, the the prop that I really like, um and it's probably the only bet that I will make on the Falcons other than being the worst team in the NFL um at plus 400, Drake London and Kyle Pitts over 1600 and a half receiving yards combined. Um I love this because I think Even if Mariota doesn't sustain his job, keep his job, Desmond Ritter can come in and throw it. No doubt Kyle Pitts is going to get a thousand yards. He's going to be the top target in this offense, probably see a 30% target share. Um, And then at that point, if he gets a thousand, you're only looking for Drake London to give you 600. I'm okay with that. Most of the the action network projections have him around 770. Um, I don't want to buy into Drake London specifically because I just don't know what that offense is going to look like. So, if I compare him with Kyle Pitts who I know is going to ball out um I think that's the way to go and then we pray for the upside of Drake London who has drawn comparisons to Mike Evans and I think could certainly get a ton of targets if they're playing from with, with a negative game script or a positive game script in this case.
0: The Drake London over DK is 764 and a half. So 764 and a half and then Kyle Pitts what do they have him oh that's a wide receiver so I'm not going to be able to get it here. Um I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting. I don't hate that one. Also, I'm like very high on Marcus Mariota, so like obviously I'm gonna bet the over. (laughs) Come on,
1: man! You got to buy into it. You're buying into Mariota by buying in through Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Whatever. Do you want me to just bet
0: (laughs) Mariota across the board? Like, I'll bet Mariota over rushing touchdowns right now. That sounds. Why is
1: he? Why is he not your comeback player of the year? He fits all of the boxes.
0: Oh, you don't think that I've bet him? Come on. I already I bet him a four, I bet him at plus fourteen hundred, but like I, I don't know if I'd actively give that one out. Yeah. How many like realistically, how many games do you think that he starts for the Falcons this year? Because like my my thinking is like he could play well. He could be like so, like that the team, the Titans team that went to the playoffs, where I think he threw like 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions one year. Mm-hmm. He was pretty good. I think that was his second season in the NFL. He could do that and play that well, but Atlanta's not going to build around Mariota. So, at some point, even if they're he plays that well and they're three and five, three and six, they're going to go to Ritter. I don't, there's no reason for them to stick with Mariota. So, that's like my concern with any bet with Marcus. I like he's going to get pulled.
1: Yeah. I was thinking he could probably see at least 10 games, 10, 11 games, and then you get the back half and you know, those finals, those. Final five, six games to get a look. I mean, that may be an, a a lot to ask for Desmond Ritter. Maybe he starts the last three games. I mean, if he's healthy, I think that's why you pay for Mark Mariota. You want to give him a shot to actually see what it's like. Um, I think he's been great in limited time. You know, as or when he played for the for the Raiders. So, um, I think he plays most of the season here, man. Like, I, I think if if he's healthy, he, they got to give him give him the chance. Because I don't think I don't. I haven't seen anything in camp to indicate that Desmond Ritter has really upseated him or has any chance of like really coming for his job right now.
0: The question that I have actually from like a team building standpoint, I don't know what Mariota's contract is, but they would be really stupid if they didn't give him a two year contract so that they could trade him if he plays well. If it's only a one year deal, that's a really, really dumb idea. I hope that they didn't do that. Um uh, so and, they
1: did give him a they did give him a two year deal.
0: Okay. So that makes a lot of sense because they want to have the option to trade him either after the season, or right. probably not during the season at this point. But you know, you never know. Uh, I would put the over under on Mariota games played at like maybe like ten and a half.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that sounds and right. right. That's a, that's enough I, to usher in uh, the new regime plus you know, Ritter's gonna be practicing. But I don't know, like they didn't spend that much of crazy capital on Desmond Ritter, so yeah, I don't know. I thought like they're gonna I think they're gonna ride that Mariota train until the wheels fall off or he gets hurt.
0: Ride Mariota until the end, end up getting a top three pick, and you have your choice of Bryce Young or you uh, or CJ Stroud. So very interesting. All right. Uh, why don't we close this podcast? Maybe uh best bet on the division that you're looking at
1: best bet on the division. I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield under 22 and a half touchdowns, just no faith in Baker, what he's coming off of that injury. Um, the QB competition, Matt is a disaster, just not much to get excited about. Um, but if he does play well, I think he could still fall under this mark. Um, just because that means that CMC is healthy and that they're they're thriving. So um, this offense moves with CMC. CMC goes down. Good luck. Uh,
0: I'll take Michael Thomas over 800, uh 8005 receiving yards and the over 70.5 receptions. I just think this is the time to buy it. I've said it multiple times on this podcast, buying into MT all day long. Uh, the last thing that we've done on every podcast, the uh, LVP and MVP of the division, who do you think the MVP of the division is? Maybe like non-Brady edition because it's like almost not fair.
1: Yeah, um, MVP of the division. Um, it's really going to hinge on Michael Thomas, right? I feel like he's the. I like it. Him, him, or Alvin Kamara, I think would be the the two guys because I think that's that's going to be the success of the, the the Saints, and we know that the Saints have always given the Bucks a ch- uh, challenge in the, the division, so. That could make that could maybe shake it up a little bit more. So I like that. And then on the least valuable player, uh, I'm going to go Cordero Patterson. I think he had a nice outlier year, but he is yep. not going to be as valuable anywhere near as he was uh, last season.
0: I like that. Uh, all right, my MVP for this season, he's going to need to be Tristan Wirfs, left tackle for the Bucks. Facts.
1: Hey, he was the best. He graded out as one of the best offensive linemen, so he's got to repeat that for sure.
0: With the losses that the Buccaneers have taken on on their offensive line and Brady's backside, and obviously he's 45, and this might be his last run. No one, no offensive lineman is more important to their team this year than Tristan Morris is. So that would be my MVP for the division. And then my LVP, uh, let's go, Matt Rule. Fuck it. I think he's doing (laughs) it. I like it. First coach fire. I'm going to bet him on top of, uh, on top of Cliff. cliff. I like that one. I
1: love that. I love it.
0: You know what? I, I love, I think that perhaps my favorite owner in the NFL is David Tepper, just because I love, we've talked about the statue on his desk before my type of guy. Um, but the idea to give him a six year deal and the GM situation, like they really messed up their first GM and coach hiring and giving him that much control early on. Now, I've talked about this after the NFL draft, but if you go and watch the uh, coverage that the Panthers have on their YouTube, Matt Rule is an NFL GM. He's not a head coach. This guy knows every player in the league. Every He's he's really quite incredible. I understand why he yeah. got a six-year contract and he right. got the job. But in terms of a head coach and relating to players, does not seem like he has it. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an issue for them this season. So I, uh, I would say the LVP for this division. Is going to be Matt Rule. If I had to pick a player, unfortunately, I think it's going to be my guy, CMC, because I think he goes down once again this Ooh, season. I hope not. I, I think he helps. I hope not. I hope not. I hope yeah. he does great this year. But, yeah, I would bet on him once again getting injured this season. All right. That does it for uh, Gambling Gold, Episode 94, the NFC South Gambling Preview. We will be back next week, probably dive into dive into the AFC a little bit. Until then, good luck with all your bets. Dan, appreciate you coming on, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya.